what is the matrix and why should we be aware of it? Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, so the matrix, I'll give you a simple answer and I can explain a little depth after. Because you know where my brain's going, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, I'm with you. And so the matrix, you know, before in my first book, Rediscover Your Greatness, I called it the machine. I was like, there's a machine in the world that conditions us in some way and shape or form and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, I, you know, you hear about, you know, the matrix, we live in the matrix, we live in the matrix. And then when I was thinking about my third book, what I was going to title it, I was like, decode the matrix, break down what the matrix is, and then talk about the influences of it and how we can break away. And so the matrix in the most simplest way is the human collective consciousness. That's the matrix. Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential and grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? That's the question in this podcast will help you with those answers. My name is Brent and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. And a big shout out to our Fallible Nation. You guys keep us doing things like this and we love you a lot. Welcome to all of our new listeners trying this out for the first time. We're so excited that you've decided to share a little bit of your time with us and we hope you really enjoy the show. My name is Brent and today my special guest is Dr. Victor Manzo, chiropractor, consultant, coach, author, podcaster, overachiever, maybe, we'll see. Today, we're going to get to know Dr. Manzo a little bit. We'll discuss mindset, personal development, peak performance, and the matrix, because I cannot help but ask about that question. Dr. Vic, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, brother. I am excited to be here. <laughs> I Sorry about teasing you about the accolades, man, but I'm just in awe. It's, you've got so much going on. I can't stay with on. one thing. I can't stay with one thing. Overachiever, you nailed it. It's something where if I learn something, I get good at it and I like it. And then all of a sudden it's like, how can I go deeper or where can I learn more or how can I do something else? You know what? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I just, I was so, you know, doing podcasts as your fellow podcaster, you know, you, you do your research on your guests and you're like, wow, you have been busy. <laughs> just, just amazing. So Dr. Vic, I don't do, you've seen the show. I don't do big intros. Tell us in your own words, who is Dr. Victor? Loaded question. I'm just a human being who is curious about life. That's really who I am. That's really what I'm about. And that's why there's so many things that I do and study, like my background. I was a pediatric chiropractor. I stopped doing that in December of 2020. I ended up moving to Knoxville, Tennessee. And but one of the things I was doing while I was a chiropractor in the last couple of years was being a business and mindset coach because the mind is everything in life. And then I always had a curiosity about a mind, the mind and life, and the rules to life. Uh, ever since I was 12 years old. And so I'm just a big kid who likes to learn. If I had to sum it up in one thing, that's just one thing I love to do is just constantly learn. And it could be about the most, it could be information that is not going to do anything for me, but it's just cool. It's like, wow, I didn't know about that. That's something else I don't know. Cool. All right. I know I learned something new here today. And that's pretty much just who I am. I'm a human being who just loves life who loves to learn, always keeping an open mind to many, many different things. Because I think when you can have an open mind, you can stay being a kid, which is curious, and have awe to the world. I think you can really grow and expand in many different areas of your life. Okay. So tell me, how do you go from pediatric chiropractor to mindset coach? I mean, it's, love it's a bit of a jump. I love this. So a lot. So here, I'm glad you brought this up because one thing about chiropractors is they get a huge misconception of thinking. If I say, "Hey, chiropractor," most people are going to think of somebody working on their spine to help with neck pain, back pain, or headaches. 
That's majority of the public. Doesn't mean everyone thinks that, but majority of the public does. But what chiropractors are, we're actually brain doctors. We actually look at how can we change the brain, something called neuroplasticity. It's just the way the brain can constantly change. And so what we're trying to do is shift pathways of the brain to be more at higher executive functions. And when we can do that, your self-regulating mechanisms of your body, your self-healing mechanism, mechanisms of your body, all start to elevate and get better and more adaptable. And when you can do that, you become healthier. So the whole mindset side, how does that relate to Cairo though, is chiropractors, we got to study functional neurology, neuroscience, and so what happened was, is when I got out of school, my background's in energy medicine, because I was doing energy medicine while I was in school with chiropractic, not from the school, I was doing it on, on outside. But long story short, it was about three, four years in the business, and I was like doing, studying behavioral psychology and looking at beliefs and how do we change behavior, because I wanted to change, I thought, if I change my behavior to be more like people who are successful, then maybe then I'll have success. I did that and I wasn't getting there. And I was like, there's gotta be something, there's something wrong here, I'm missing something. And so I started looking at the mind and the brain and looking at different aspects of the neuroscience to see what parts of the brain control and do this and that for behaviors and other things like that, belief systems and all this other stuff. And then I was like, oh my goodness. So that was like my, that's how I gelled the two when it comes to that. And the other thing too is in chiropractic, we say we have something called subluxations. This is what a chiropractor is actually doing. When we make an adjustment, we're removing that. And the subluxation is a big word. People's brains, they stop for a second and go, what did you just say? <laughs> so it's just a miscommunication between the brain and body. That's really what it is, if I really simplify it. And so what happens, though, is when you have the cause of those, 80% of the time is a mental-emotional component and a mental-emotional stressor that the body can't adapt well to. And so that's 80%. So that, always, that was a curiosity for me to say, all right, so what stressors? How does that work? What emotions? How do people get affected by these things? And so that's where I started to understand in my practice, it wasn't just come and get an adjustment. It was, I need to also help you with lifestyle advice. We need to work on different things that we can do, different modalities to help you handle your emotions, to adapt better, or to build more reserves, to be more resilient, to handle stress, so that way you can adapt more optimal to your lifestyle. Yeah, no, I mean, I... I love my chiropractor. I don't go and see them very often because insurance does not cover chiropractic as well as it should. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think, agree. I think insurance should absolutely cover chiropractic at least three or four visits a month, month all year. I mean, just one, one bad slip and you know, there goes all my coverage for the year, but I always feel so much better, but that's always, you know, I've had my adjust my sinuses before I've had my adjust my back. Right. And so I was amazed the first time he adjusted my sinuses because I didn't know you guys could do that. Oh, yeah. And that oh, yeah. was for a lifelong sinus sufferer. That was like, oh, I can breathe. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan. But yeah, that's what I understood chiropractic was, was just, you know, my bones would shift where they should not be. And you guys would put them back in place and hopefully they would stay there. I never thought about it as fixing the pathways between the brain and the body. Because it's a conditional thing. That's why, like, when you get an adjustment, things don't hold or they'll take a while. And it's not, it's more of the patterning of the brain and the conditioning of the muscles, the tissues, the ligaments, all those things are all conditioned to be a protection mechanism. It's protecting the body in some way. And so it's like little micro changes is what we're really doing. But in the long run, that's where it, it, the more we make those changes, then all of a sudden you have more resiliency. It holds a lot better. That's why you get frequency goes down as you go to a chiropractor. But you brought up a great point, though, about insurance. Chiropractor, the professions came together and went to go talk to the major insurance companies. Mm -hmm. And we showed them how we can save them billions 
billions of dollars a year if they just accepted chiropractic at 100%. Like, whatever care plans were here, except look at how much we save in back surgeries. Look how much we save oh, yeah. here. I mean, we had a whole laundry list of stuff. And insurance companies were like, we're not interested. Thank you, though. And we were like, hot. And I say we, I, I wasn't there. But oh. it was like, I, we were, but when I heard the story, I was going, are you kidding me? We just, billions of dollars a year. That's money back in your pocket. Really? And they were like, no. And I was like, wow. Okay. There's, other, there's other forces to be reckoned with. Yeah, I don't understand why anybody would not prefer that. That's that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. You'd think that insurance companies would want to save the money. But well, hey, even, no, we can go down that. That's yeah, a, that's a whole thing. I, I have so much data. On sorry, that. I, what, I yeah. won't go sideways on that one. Dr. Vic, you've written three books yep. and you do two different podcasts. Tell us a little bit about what you got going on. Yeah, so I wrote my first two books, 2018, Rediscover Your Greatness, 2019, A Walk in the Dark. And in my 2022 in May coming up, I'll be, it'll be uh, Decode the Matrix is my third one. And so I'm really excited about that one. That's a lot of, that's been something on my mind for the last couple of years and finally sat down and got it done. But so that's what I've been doing there. But my podcast, I started out in 2018, The Mindful Experiment. It was really, you know, I get this, ask, I don't know if you're going to ask this question, so I'm just going to go with it because I do get asked often. It's like, why did you start the podcast? Why were you? And one of them was, is I was sitting there one time and I was like, I want to share information to get out to the world. Um, I did podcasting before in 2012 with wellness and stuff, but there were so many of them out there and I just felt like I can go down that route. But I was like, just after a hundred episodes, I was like, I don't feel like this is, it wasn't really gelling a lot with me. So mm -hmm. then I decided to stop that. But when I went back into it, I was like, I'm gonna start with them. I'm gonna start doing the podcast myself for a little bit. And I want to do interviews. I want to pick people's brain and have conversations and just get to know people and connect with people that I would never meet in my normal life. I mean, I'm now located in Knoxville, Tennessee. How can I interview someone from Australia? When would I ever have met them? You look at that, the beauty of podcasting. Oh yeah. And that's where that came about. And it's been a fun journey for the last four years. And we just hit four years last month uh, in April, 2022. And, uh, and then I started up, since I started like the division of coaching for chiropractors, I was like, well, I can do a mindful, the mindful chiropractor podcast and just start sharing the same stuff that I share on the mindful experiment. There's no difference. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I just put it in the framework of a chiropractor, a chiropractor in business and in life, and just sharing how, what they deal with, what their pain is and how we can give solutions, how they can help themselves be more fulfilled chiropractors, not just how to make more money, but also to have better relationships, how to you know, have sharper mindsets and you know, be more purposeful with your life uh, and those kind of concepts. Okay. That's a lot to take on. I am impressed. I know just keeping up on my modest little YouTube channel and podcast, it's like, wow, it's a, it's a lot of work. It is. It yeah. is. But, I but do. it's a love of labor, right? It's a love of labor. I do. Or labor of love, labor of love. Yeah. I love one of the things you mentioned, because one of my favorite things about this, is I get to have these incredible conversations with people I would never connect with otherwise. You said Australia, for example, I actually have worked with multiple people in Australia now on the podcast, and it's just... I'm in awe. It's like, wow, look at this. I am getting to have this incredible conversation with a person on the other side of the world that I would never meet otherwise and just meeting incredible people that way. So it's one of the facets of podcasting I absolutely love. Now, it's, it, yeah, it's just awesome. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. I told you we can, we can meander a little bit and I'm okay with that. <laughs> 
Now, as I say, like it's, it's the other cool thing too, and you, I know you've had this, probably had this experience. It's just the connections you make with people, and then they become great relationships. And then it's like mm-hmm. one person I interviewed like a couple of years ago. They're like, "Hey, I'm going to be in your area." And I thought, you know, you said, "Hey, come reach out." I was like, "Yeah, let's go grab coffee. I love the, you know, continue the combo." Or someone thinks of you, and then they're doing a retreat. And they're like, "Oh my God, we had that great combo on your podcast. Love to have you come here." And it's also me, like even for myself, building my tribe to eventually when I do retreats and stuff and like different types. It's like. Who do they have really, really good combos with? And it's like, yeah, I want to pick their brain and have them. I want to have them come because they'd be gelled on the same level. We are actually doing our first in-person event this year, actually. I love that. That's this awesome. will come out a little bit later in the year. I'm actually ramping up for that event in June. This podcast will come out later in the year. But yeah, no, I'm actually have coordinated with six different guys that I've connected with on the podcast to yep. put together this event. Love that. Hey, I've got to ask all my listeners, I think know at this point that several of us podcasters use different websites that connect podcasters with podcast guests and so on and such forth. And we list things we're always ready to answer. And one of the questions that you have on there that I had, I don't even know if it ties into the rest of the episode, but I've got to ask, what is the matrix and why should we be aware of it? Oh, I love that. Yeah, so the matrix, I'll give you the simple answer and I can explain a little in depth after. Because you know where my brain's going, so. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, I'm with you. And so the matrix, you know, before in my first book, Rediscover Your Greatness, I called it the machine. I was like, there's a machine in the world that conditions us in some way and shape or form and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, I, you know, you hear about, you know, the matrix, we live in the matrix, we live in the matrix. And then when I was thinking about my third book, what I was gonna title it, I was like, decode the matrix break down what the matrix is and then talk about the influences of it and how we can break away and so the matrix in the most simplest way is the human collective consciousness that's the matrix it's as simple as that but if some people are who are listeners are going what the heck is the human collective consciousness what does that mean what's that what's that all entitled every human being is at a certain wavelength a frequency of vibration that they emit out into the world universe whatever you want to look at that and so the human collective is taking Every single human's being, average thought, average emotion, average feeling, average projection of the world, how they see the world, and it gets averaged out, and this becomes the matrix. Now, if you watch the matrix, you know that there's the matrix is you know held as a system, as a program, as a code, and things like that. And so the same thing is the matrix for humans is it actually it's modern slavery in our realm because if we're not trying to break out, it's going to average us out. It's going to mute us in the mediocrity. And so the key thing is with the matrix, the whole purpose is to, you know, to un- once you become aware of that, you know that there is some force, something that's always pulling you back to average, then you can understand that, okay, what do I have to do to break out of that? What do I have to do to not be influenced into that? And that's where the power of, you know, breaking through the matrix, the reason why I wrote the book too, is to teach people what influences it and how to be aware of that influence. And then really start to ask questions of what's really me? What do I really like? What are my real beliefs? What do I really enjoy? How am I living my life? Versus how I've been conditioned, how I've been programmed. Because the matrix, there's the main one, but then there's also sub-matrixes, things like United States versus Germany, right? They have different cultures. In United States, people talking, people in Texas versus Chicago, Illinois versus New York and California, they all have different ways of living. Right. Oh, Those yeah. are sub matrixes and you can go to the towns and you can go to all that stuff. So it's all the layers that create the matrix. And so then the question is, how much are you really programming condition? Mm-hmm. Like in the matrix, you know, they like these people are just walking. They don't know. They're just in the, the same old thing. I don't know if you saw the last one, Matrix uh, Resurrection. I haven't seen it yet. 
All right, so definitely, you know, a lot of people gave negative reviews. I was like, I thought it was good. I mean, I'm a big Matrix fan. But one of the things is in, the, in there, there's a lot of good, there's a speech, and I won't say it, I won't mess it up or anything, but there is a speech towards the end of the movie that totally, when I was listening to it, I just watched it this weekend, and I was like, oh my God, yeah, that is so true. And everything I'm just talking about, he literally was explaining it. He uses different words. I think they call him the analyst, anyhow, but uh, in the movie. But he explains it in a way that how it's, it keeps us in this hedonic wheel. And that's just what we do. And humans like to be comfortable. So this is where we'll go. But comfort is not our soul's purpose. Comfort is not what the soul desires. Comfort, I mean, if the soul cared about comfort, we would never be in the human experience. We would never want to experience what human, what humanness was. And so... That's the totality of what the the matrix is in in my book and kind of what I explained about it. Okay. Wow. We're getting deeper. I thought you were going to say, you know, human collectiveness was Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I bet you I want to write a book about like how Facebook, what is I I want to write, no, the internet is God. And I want to explain what that is, but uh, (laughs) we'll see if that ever comes to two. Oh my goodness. I'm getting closer to it, especially with the matrix. And I, I do talk, I do like tease it in there a little bit. But I'm like, eventually I want to explain, because if you look at how the internet works and then how the soul works, I can go all down that. But anyhow. <laughs> so the all important question of the show is, what is your favorite ice cream? Ooh, nice vanilla. Vanilla? Straight vanilla, specific vanilla, or toppings? French, I guess French, French vanilla, maybe? I'm trying to think, what's the, comp- what's the company? Eldine? Yeah, organic Eldine. I think it's French vanilla or just vanilla. Yeah, just vanilla. I just like the, just like the flavor. Goes with everything. Goes with everything. Nothing, no toppings. I'm very simple too. So it's like, I don't put anything on top. I just, I'll just enjoy the ice cream. Nothing wrong with that. I like a good vanilla bean. So I understand you, you can just do it straight as it is. Yeah. So, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> you said that there are no rules in life except the ones you create. What does that mean? Cause there are a lot of people who would think that sounds a little far-fetched, a little you know, we're shackled by rules, especially coming, you know, this side of the great pandemic or whatever. Yes, totally. And so what I, what I mean by that is your creation of your life, right? And so when you say there's no rules in life, except when you create, that's looking at being, you can either bound your, because you, there's even a rule, there's no rules except what you create. So you can say you have limits and you can say you don't have limits. Whichever one that is that you believe to be true that's your rule that's your code i call them codes is what i live by then that's what's going to be and it's not like a belief it's not me just saying a story you know this is old ancient tradition stuff that came out four or five thousand years ago where they're saying how you're the creator of your life you know and all these different things well now i kind of bridge the gap between spirituality because sometimes when i go into spirituality concepts a lot of people go oh that's cool or that's really out there kind of thing or that's just not you know concrete but then i'm like okay well quantum physics i don't think it gets any more concrete than that and there's something called the observer effect that actually explains that how you see your life, the mind actually mat- affects and changes material matter. We've seen it. We've, they've tested it. They can prove it. So what does that mean, right? When you can look at something and it'll actually, the, the well, let me take a step back. The observer effect, real quick, of those who don't know, is a study that they did where they're looking at, they wanted to understand if light is a particle or it's in a wave format. And so why is this important? Because wave is a non-physical aspect of things and a particle is actually material in the physical realm and so what happened is they had the scanners looking at everything and trying to see and they see it in the waveform it's showing up that way and then all of a sudden the researcher or the observer goes to look and to see if he can see the light and all of a sudden it would turn into a particle he would look away it would slowly break up and go back to a wave 
he would look again, it'd go back to a particle. And so what that showed was, and the study was showing, and I'm really simplifying this, is that they ended up understanding that how we see our life and how we dictate and what we say with ourselves is actually going to create our reality. And we're doing this all the time. Law of vibration or law of, man of, law of attraction, like attracts like, that is always constantly at work. And so when you look at your life, rules, limits, whatever you put on yourself, you're going to create your life. You are the creator of your life. You're dictating every step of the way of what you're attracting, what you're creating, what you're experiencing. You know, if you look at things like the law of karma or and people look at karma in a way of like, if you do wrong, wrong's going to come get you sometime in your life. That is not karma. It's, I don't know where that came from. I don't know who started that. Maybe someone was going against karma. But anyhow, if you look at what really karma is, it's a Sanskrit word that means actions. And when you look at that, where you are in your life is the accumulation of actions of what you took in your past, right? And so when you look at that, that makes more sense. That to me, I can relate with that. Cause I'm like, okay, what I've done in my past and all my thoughts, my emotions, my actions and everything is what led me to where I'm at right now. And what I do right now can determine and change my karma for the future. And so that's a short-winded, long-winded answer, <laughs> but hope that helps. You know what? It's a good answer, though. At least it explains something. You know, you ask people to simplify. Sci science is complicated, right? I mean, that's why there yeah. are scientists, yeah, people who devote themselves to that. So, you know, breaking down really complex science down into understandable chunks for all of us that maybe that's not something we're in do or it is always a task, right? So, I think you did it very well. Thank you for that sharing. Yeah, I, I mean, if it. you want, I'll go ahead. I've got to ask the all important question at this point, before we break for our sponsor, I've got to ask why, right? You became a chiropractor, then you went into coaching and consulting and you're doing the podcast and you're writing books. And it's very clear that you are motivated to help improve people's lives and to help people improve their own lives. What drives Dr. Vic to want to help the world? Just to help my vision and goal and purpose. And one of the works I do, I ask people, what's your main vision and purpose in life? And it's always interesting with the responses I get. And I'm like, and as I do the work, I had to do this myself. A lot of things I work on, it's vision. And so my main purpose in this life is just to help elevate the consciousness of a human being, whoever I'm, I can have the influence to. May it be through my podcasting, right? May it be through my coaching. May it be through, you know, whoever's in my, whoever I get access to, you know, get exposed to. Just to help human, humanity is at a point where we've been in the dark for so long and it's time to awaken. And my whole vision and purpose in life is to do that. So I started my journey in chiropractic, helping break the model and teach people what health is. Is, teach them and have them understand how your body can actually it's an amazing technology once you understand it and there's things you can do like one of my patients i tell them all the time chiropractic can help a lot of things but there's going to be things that are going to show up deficiencies and other things that we have to help bring the whole picture back together for you and once we figure out what works for you it's gonna be a game changer for your life and then it became that was great i loved it but my reach was minimal i mean i could only do so much out of my office and so that's when I was like, I want to be more in the mites. I want to do more coaching. I want to start doing, helping really transform people's lives. Because what I saw in the business world is there's just so much misinformation or information that doesn't have to be that way, right? We're always taught we have to grind, we have to hustle. And I get so much resistance when I say this. It's amazing how many people, and it's a belief system. They don't have no evidence to show it's proof or true. They just keep hearing the same thing over, right? It's a lie that... I'm not saying these are lies, but if you hear something long enough and loud enough, you're going to start to believe it to be true, right? right? That's normal human conditioning of the mind. 
And so, and so it's one of those things where I, in the self-help person in the development world, they used to drive me nuts. I was just like, this is not congruent to how we can be. And so then I was like, you know, I'm going to be a business coach. I'm going to learn. I, I'm going to, I was successful in what I did, but I was like, let me get a system down to, I can kind of teach it. So it's very straightforward. And that, that's where my drive has come to where it's just, I want to help people just want to light them up. Because if I can do that, if I'm able to just have them see one thing about themselves that hinders their light or their flow or to allow them to be more of who they are, if we can just do that one little change, it will create a ripple effect because then every person that they're around, they're going to help level them up. And that could be their spouse, that can be their kids, that could be their friends, that could be where they work. And now all of a sudden, we're lighting up the world one step at a time, and we're taking our power back and really stepping into our own power and really creating radical change, true change, true change that doesn't happen because in the world we live in, just like if you go to a business coach, a regular standard business coach, not that I have anything against them, but it's just the way the model is. It's all about doing, right? You're not successful because you don't do the things you need to do. And I'm not saying that's not true, but there's a being side we totally forgot about. And we don't emphasize there first, because if I have a limited belief to money or negative beliefs to money or a bad relationship with money, I don't care what the hell I do. I am not going to get it because of that premise first. And so you clear that out, then the doing's easy because now it's like, well, what do you do? Most of the time, if you just, if you got that clear and you got money consciousness, it's like, you know, you might know people that no matter what they do, they make it, everything just turns to gold for them, right? Oh, yeah. I have some friends that are like that. They just, they'll start a business and it blows up in the first year and they're multi, they're making multi-millions in the second on. And I'm going, how the hell did you do that? Well, I just did this, this, and this, and it worked. And I was going... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, I got to work on my consciousness because my mindset is not there. But, you know, it's one of those things where notice he, he just had he has that beingness to him. So then when he just does, it's a lot easier. Yeah, I definitely know one of those guys. I just I was always in awe. It's like I couldn't even begin to fathom it. I mean, just the most random thing and everything just. How? Yeah. Oh, even in stocks or like crypto, they'll be like, I'm going to go put this much into the coin. And I'm like, ah, you know, I, I've studied a lot of technical analysis over the last few years just because i wanted to learn it and it's interesting because it, what fascinated me is how stocks work are mm -hmm. very similar to life i mean it's almost it, it is identical just about and so i was like this is interesting i gotta learn more about this and literally i'd be at the last couple of years of my practice i would actually be telling patients yeah you see your numbers how they're going here they're gonna hit, we're gonna hit a ceiling then it's gonna come down there should be new support and then once we get that support we know it's there then we'll climb up on the and one, one of them was a tech person, uh, uh, a stock uh, day trader. She's like, are you talking stocks to me? Or are you talking health? I'm like, well, they're, both, they're kind of both the same. This is how this works. But yeah, no, they'll just go ahead. And all of a sudden, you know, six, four, six months later, it goes on a massive rise. I'm like, how? You didn't just do that once. You've done that multiple times. How the heck are you doing this? So yeah. Hey guys, we've been getting to know Dr. Manzo so far. And in the second half of the show, we're going to get into mindset, solving life struggles, your best year yet, and hard lessons learned. We're going to roll to our sponsor and we'll be right back with more from Dr. How well do you sleep at night? Do you toss and turn and wake up more tired than when you went to bed? Sleep is commonly one of the critical elements people fall short on in their life. The quality of sleep you get directly affects your ability to control your weight, your ability to add muscle, your stress levels, and your everyday job and life performance. If you're ready to move to the next level, then sleep has to be part of the plan. Check out our friends at ghostbed.com if you're ready to get your best sleep. I love my ghost bed. I've been sleeping on one for a couple years and has made a huge difference in how I sleep. Hit ghostbed.com and use the code thefallibleman30 to get 30% off your order and start getting better night's sleep tomorrow. Now, let's go on to the show. 
All right, guys, welcome back. We're here with Dr. Victor Manzo, aka Dr. Vic, discussing mindset, solving life struggles, your best year yet, and hard-learned lessons. Dr. Vic, we've covered a lot of things so far in the show, and it's not entirely random, I promise. I like to spend the first half of the show really kind of helping my audience understand who you are, because I think they get more out of it if they can connect with you and your motivations. But as we roll in the second half of the show, I always like to ask, what purchase of $100 or less in the last year did you make that's had the biggest impact of your life on your life? Dang, that is such a good question. Ah, let me see. $100 or less. I'm trying to think what book did I get? Nope, that wasn't it. Man, you got me on this one. I'm not usually stumped. Let's see, $100 or less. Don't overthink it. It could be something as simple as you can't see it in my hands. My little sister got me this, show it on camera. It's called Thinking Putty. And huh. it's, you know, it, it's silly putty, only a little stickier, but it keeps me from bumping my desk when I'm recording these things. Ah, nice. Because I, I, I like have to that. fidget. So, gotcha. I don't know if it's the best thing under 100 bucks, but it definitely, so don't overthink it. Ah, you know, I know I'm trying to think now, like, what is stuff that I use daily that I'm a health nut? So for me, it's going to probably be more related to the health side and it's not going to be extravagantly sexy or anything like that. I'm trying to do. This new matcha I got, I like drinking matcha. This is what I'm having right now is a matcha tea here. And uh, and it's just, no, let me take that back. Mushrooms. Been a big fan of, not not not, not no shrooms. <laughs> uh, been a big fan of mushrooms. And it's one of those things where like, you know, the medicinal ones like chaga and stuff. And so the last year I've been really putting energy into like having some teas with that in the morning. And I love the energy it gives me, the clarity it gives me. And it just allows me to elevate my game. And then, I mean, if you ever... For all your listeners, you can look up medicinal mushrooms like a chaga, which is the most highest dose of antioxidants, or like a lion's mane, which it can actually rewire your brain and thicken your myelin sheets. These myelins are like insulation for your nerves, and the thicker that is, as we get older, those thin. But if you can keep them thick, you have faster computing for thought processes and other things like that. Mushroom and, and, and like turkey tail and all these different ones. That's a fun one for me because I like to work out a lot and I like to challenge my body mm -hmm. constantly. And that's one of those things where it helps with VO2 max, which means how much max oxygen I can get into my lungs to be absorbed in the blood. And the more you can do that, the better conditioning you have, the more oxygen at the muscles. So I would say that that would be it would be the, the mushrooms. Now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Pretty well, cool. Thank you for clarifying. Thank you for clarifying. We're not talking about shrooms. Yes, that's true. Not anytime those you say mushrooms. mushrooms. I'll tell you, anytime you say mushrooms, like, what mushrooms are you talking about? I'm like, not shrooms, that's for sure. Well, you know, I love mushrooms on like my food, but I've never even heard of most of those that you're talking about. And I certainly never heard about them medicinally. So that's a very cool thought. I, I like whole nutrition for mm -hmm. body health much better. I would much rather eat something natural than take a pill for anything or a drug for anything. So that, that's good to know. I'll have to look into those myself. You go down, like I've been a fan of mushrooms for about eight years. And it's one of those things that I keep saying this, you're going to hear me say this again. I'm waiting for the day that it's going to be like out into the open and be like, you know, the markets will come and people are going to, there's going to be a market behind it mm -hmm. uh, to where, but it'll be blown out to the main public again. People are going to start to understand because it's already happening, but it's just, it's not to that level just yet. But I know when I was in practice for like the last year, because I had mushrooms on my shelves, different things and patients were like, oh my God, I heard about this like reishi mushroom. Doc, have you ever heard of that? I'm like, oh yeah, what do you want to know? And they're like, then they'll ask me some questions. They'll ask a couple of things. They're like, why don't you talk about it? Why don't you present on this? Why don't you share this information? I'm like, you know how much time I don't have to put into you guys of all <laughs> the things I know? 
I'm like, that's why I let you guys just tell me where you are. Because before it was the opposite. I would tra- teach my patients like everything I knew, and you just get the overload and someone oh, yeah, be interested. Yeah. So now I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch this. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to tell them, hey, if you ever have questions on health, holistic health conditions or whatever, just whatever you want to do to maximize your health, whatever you are that you're comfortable with, just please ask because I do more than just chiropractic. And that's how I left it, and it worked out way better that way. Well, I have years of not only formal education, but that natural curiosity as you've dug in to expand your abilities in your practice, people don't understand. That's a lot to download into anybody, right? I mean, totally. I'm certainly not the expert in my nine to five industry, but I've had years of experience and a lot of knowledge. And if I start, you know, downloading on everything I understand about servers and computers, I just get this kind of blank. What? So, you know, people don't understand when you become that proficient, when you become the professional at something, there's so much knowledge there that most people are, they're not interested in that. They, they want the, okay, how do I do this? I, I want just want to check the box. Don't, not the long answer. Just give me the, I want to check this off. How do I do that? Right. Just tell me how to do it. I just want to do. Everybody just wants tell me a quick how to do. answer. Now you put down on your questions and this one I've got to ask because if I don't, if people ever found out it's on there, I would get tarred and feathered. <laughs> why do we struggle in life? I mean, everybody wants to know the answer. And this is something you say that you're ready to answer. So I have to ask, why do we struggle in life? It's so simple of an answer. And once you, once this seed is implanted or you become aware of this, you will see all your struggles, all your down, whatever, the aggravations and whatnot. All right. And it's Pause the podcast, we- guys. Take out your notepad. <laughs> You, you want to know this one. It's really simple. I know it's not, you don't want to overthink it. And basically it's this, anything in life that you struggle with, any struggle whatsoever is because you resist. All resistance to all things is going to create your struggles. It's going to create all the lower vibration emotions and so forth. Because when you think about it for a second, I can go two ways with this. I'm, I'll, I'll go the spiritual side first, like energy flow, mm-hmm. or in a simple sense, what you resist persists, right? And so if you're resisting some, let's say a fear, right? And so fear usually brings up things like anxiety, anxiousness, worry. And so if you constantly resist in your head, having a fear of something coming up, and all of a sudden you just constantly are resisting, like, I don't want that to happen, I don't want that to happen. What are you doing? You're giving your power over to what the thing you resist, and it's only gonna create more of that. And this can go, you can look at your past and have regrets. And you can resist, I can't believe I didn't have this, or I didn't have this opportunity. I wish I did this when I was younger. You're resisting things. Just if you can have acceptance, acceptance is flow. Flow, when you're in a state of flow, you have an open mind and allow for whatever shows up, whatever that may be that you're going through in life. It will, not saying you're not going to have, uh, you know, lower emotions at all with this, but you're going to be able to have an open mind to see the beauty behind it. And that's what, like, I wrote this in my second book called A Walk in the Dark, and it was all about the darknesses of life, challenges, obstacles, and so forth. And I wrote a whole chapter, The Reason Why We Suffer. And it was all about resistance and how we resist things in our life. That touches did, I on, it? Did, did I answer that? Uh, that love- touches on so many deeper things. <laughs> I get the superficial, you know, simple as I can, mm-hmm. because you can look at every aspect of your life and I can go down to the nitty gritty, energetic, very, very deep. And we can go as light as just saying, it's the things that you're, you, let's say it could be as simple as well, like I was a kid. I always said this and I never understood why until later. I'd be like, Hey, well, why? And my mom will worry about something. I'm like, mom, why do you worry? When you worry, what you worry about comes. If you don't worry, it's not going to show up. 
And she's like, how do you know this? I'm like, I don't know. I don't worry about things and they don't show up, but the things I do worry about do. So I'm just like making an observation. Yeah. I, I didn't say making an observation as a kid, but you know, as I get older, that's the word well, I, I think it dives into why some people, right? You can have two people with the exact same experience and it can be a traumatic experience at that. And one person will struggle with that for years sometimes while another person barely puts a dent in them. They get through an, an initial processing with it, then it's gone. It's, it's not a problem. But their friend who had the exact same experience may struggle with it for years and years and years. So I think that's an interesting concept for sure that it's that. Yeah, I mean, because think about it this way, the one who's struggling, what's she or he or she doing? She, they're resisting. What are they resisting? They're resisting what they went through, their experience, their trauma, right? And so what you're doing is you're trying to suppress it down. And when you suppress things, you lower your vibration, energetically. When I say vibrations, for those who are like, what is he talking about? Each emotion has vibrations. So like, if you think of like something that makes you happy, you're going to get really lighter. You're going to feel good. And if I think of someone you can't stand or someone you don't like, you're going to start to feel heavy. You'll start to notice your shoulders. You want to like sink in. That is an actual, literal, physiological response. We can back that up with science to show how the mind and energy, when you shift thoughts, emotions are going to come follow. The body responds to that like a tool or showing you where you are and things. So, but yeah, it's just the same thing like belief systems. Or have, I only like saying systems, it's just a belief. But having a belief. And when I work with people like uncovering their belief or what they have that's like holding them back, mm -hmm. I just look at your triggers. And the thing that pisses you off the most or the thing that aggravates you the most or the thing that like you explode and you're like, why did I get that way? I don't even understand. That's a subconscious belief in you that in the reason why you're having the bigger the reaction, the more you're resisting that down within you. And so when you look at like life, and this is one of the things about what I love about life is that the universe, God, Allah, whatever you want to call it, it's always bringing to you what you need to level up to that next level it's always going to bring to you so if you ever notice patterns in your life there's a little like jedi trick i tell people like to be aware and be more conscious is that you can if you see a pattern showing up all the time or in a critic thinking or thought process you say the same story about something i'm like there's liquid gold there if you just take the time to really say well why is this coming what belief is this coming from because if it's a behavior that you're doing there's a belief that the belief is what dictates the behaviors so with that, that kind of leads right into my next question. You've become very focused on mindset in your business coaching, in your chiropractic work, in you know, working with patients. You become very into focusing on mindset. So why should we all focus on our mindsets first? That's where everything starts and ends. Is it's, it's all in the mind. You know, and we can go, we can look at from a business perspective or anything, all things start in the mind. So when you look at like Bob Proctor used to say that what you see in your mind, you will hold in your hand, how you see the world. That's why I get into vision, because if you have crystal clarity in your mind's eye, in your mind's eye is just another word for imagination, what you see in your mind. Like, for example, if I say, imagine right now at this given moment, I want you to think of a pink elephant. And then now you have the pink elephant in your mind. Great. That's your mind's eye. So utilizing that and then understanding that it all stems from there. And so if we can shift our mind to see things, just like an event that happens to one person versus another, or how you view the world. Like for me, no matter what shows up in my life, now go, don't get me wrong, I like to be transparent about things. So 
something negative can happen or looks like negative, I'm not gonna be all like, yeah, great. I got some liquid gold. This is gonna be amazing. Who I'm gonna turn into and who I'm gonna become. It's not usually that way. What it ends up being is I have a human reaction, right? But then I'll sit on it and say, okay, how can I view this in a way that's gonna benefit me? How can I see it, right? In, in perspective, all starts in the mind. And I have to see it in a different way first. And once I can do that, everything shifts. And, you know, if we can go deeper into the mind, there's the neuroscience of things. And, you know, like, for example, how you see the world, I'm just using some of the stuff that we shared before, because it's really good stuff to use as an example. There's a part of your brain called the reticular activating system, short for RAS. Some people are starting to talk about this. I'm so happy to hear this. And this is a part of your brain that it's a, it, there's a lot of things it does, but one of them is it filters out information that's not deemed valuable to you. So this is why you can have one event, you can have a hundred people lined up and watch that event and you'll hear a hundred different stories. It's not because one's changing a story or one saw it from this. They're seeing it literally in their world from their eyes with a reticular activating system. They're only getting the information that they value. So this is why something like, for example, like COVID can happen, tragedy, all these different things that show up. There are people, there was, I think billionaires, they, I wrote this in my book, I think they increased their overall wealth by like 65%. Oh yeah. While small business owners were freaking out, thinking, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to survive and all these different things, right? And same event happening the whole world, same event. Now, some may say, well, these people were positioned this way. Some people, whatever, I don't get into that. I'm just using the aspects of, but like even my business, I took a 40% hit, 40%, yeah, in the first month. But we shifted our perspective and said, you know what? We need to help people and have them understand stress a little bit more. We need to change a little bit of what we do. I think we're going to go this direction. This is the mode where we're going to go. I can see it. We're going to start getting it out there and it's going to turn things around. Two months later, we we're breaking records in my office. And it's been that it was that way. I'll, I'll you continue that rise since. And where there's other chiropractors, some of them closed their office. Some had, they had to shut down. Some never went back into practice. Same situation you have in all of us. Again, it comes back to the mind, how you see it, and how you're going to present yourself and go from that point. Okay. So I noticed in your bio, you said that you got to a peak financially for where you were in your life at one point with a nice house and nice cars, successful by most people's measures, right? And it wasn't what you thought it would be. Now, there are a lot of people who are on that same hamster bit, Will. So what did you learn got there? So, you know, we talked about the matrix. So I was conditioned by the matrix of what a successful chiropractor is, right? What's the numbers I have to see? What's the volume I have to be serving, you know, and all this different stuff. And when I got there, I was still the same me. I still had all the same issues I was dealing with. I wasn't, I thought once you get to a certain point, I was like, okay, great. I won't have to, I won't have stress as much anymore. Yeah, that was a lie. There was different things showing up, but I had all this stuff in my head still, and I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. And I said, okay, th if this is what it's about, I, even looked, I looked at my wife, I said, if this is how it is, I don't know if I want to continue because I'm like, this is not fulfilling to me. Yeah, we can, you know, we can, I remember we had a tax bill come up and I had to pay, I don't know how much it was. And, it, and I had, we were looking to buy a new house and my wife's like, we don't have the down payment for the new house. I said, I don't worry about it. We will have it in two months. And she said, what do you mean? I said, we're doing very well. You'll see. And two months later, I had my down payment for the house. But it was one of those things where we could have did a lot of things and I enjoyed that part, mm -hmm. but there's, I do things more than just for money. I need to be fulfilled. And if I'm fulfilled with what I do, then that, and then I'm good. And it was coming to that point where I had to ask that question. If, so I got to this level. Now I had to ask the question of looking at, okay, is this how I want to continue my life? 
or what really matters most to me? What do I care about? And forget what anyone says. I don't care what chiropractor, what business person. I was like, I used to read 80 to 120 books a year. Some of them wow. were listening, some of them were reading. And that's what I was told to do, right? Here's all this conditioning. I'm gonna show, this is the matrix in, in many different ways. And I started off and I said, forget it, I'm not listening to anything anymore. No podcasts, no videos, no books. I'm not doing any of this. I'm gonna really just sit down. What is it that matters most to me? And what do I, what's, what is an entrepreneur? What problem is in the world that you want, you want to create a solution for, right? That's truly an entrepreneur. And I shifted my whole practice and I went to become a pediatric chiropractor. That was my main focus. And I wanted to help with women who are pregnant, teach them not to have fear, to know that they can do this naturally and beautifully. And they have all this, the stigmas behind it. And the bigger purpose was, I, if I can get, this is my bigger goal out of vision out of it all. I wanted people to go, I want to have, I'm looking to have a child, but you know, before we do that, how about we get our health right, our body right, our brain right, and have our body be more adaptable to handle those things and so much more. And then on top of that, then we can do that and have a kid and all those kind of things. That was kind of the, the, the looking at that problems of all the things that were going on there. And I totally shifted my practice and literally fired a percentage of my business. I took a 40% hit that year and we regrouped our practice and so forth. And I always tell people when you are living your truth and you're living being authentic to what you truly want to do, things are just going to work out. And I didn't do any new marketing. I didn't do anything new in my business. I did two workshops, which were towards the end of the six month period. And all of a sudden our practice went from 5% pediatrics in six months up to 50% pediatrics. And it was just like the conversations were just starting to spark up. I was like, doc, I have, my child has this and this going on. You it's chiropractic to help with this. I said, we can, I got to look into, you know, and it's just the same thing I've always said, but for some reason it was the energy of where I was coming from or my vision and, my, and see, or again, training my RAS to pay attention to things more. All of a sudden it, it was a big game changer. And then from there, I was way more fulfilled. I was less stressed and I started to work less. I mean, I think I was working 14 and a half hours in my office seeing patients per week. And I was very happy with that because I could do coaching and I could do other things that I love to do on top of that. So it was leading my life based on what I wanted to do, right? There's no rules in life except the ones you create. Mm -hmm. I chose my life and what I was going to do and forget all the matrix, all the things that people tell me and all those stuff. Guys, if you're getting something out of this, be sure to do all the good social media nonsense that I absolutely hate. And, you know, give us a thumbs up, a like, whatever platform you're on. Hey, comment down below. If you're on a platform where you can leave a comment, I love to interact in the comments and see what you guys have to say. And I'll pass anything on to Dr. Vic if you want to send something his way. Also, you can check out his YouTube channel if you're on YouTube. And, you know, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're getting something out of this. That really helps us to continue to do shows like this, to continue to have these conversations. Okay, enough for the stupid social media commercial. Man, I hate this part of this, that part of this job. <sighs> but if you don't do it, people don't do it. It's amazing. I, I don't know why. Now, Dr. Vic, with the silly season upon us, people are looking ahead to next year, which is on the horizon. How do people make next year, 2023, their very best year? Great question. Start with a small increment of things. Don't do anything big. Focus on one thing, just one simple thing that you can do and commit to. Not 50%, not 70%. 100% and it doesn't have to be massively huge. Just the simplest thing, maybe waking up five minutes earlier. Maybe I'm gonna read one book a month or maybe I'm going to, whatever that is that you're looking at that you wanna make a change in your life. Just make it simple because what happens in the brain and this is why New Year's night was at 92% of New Year's resolutions fail 
just before they're even started because you never changed this. You never focused on that mind. And sometimes they're choosing stuff that is so polar opposite to what they're used to doing. Like, for example, if you want to make a million dollars a year, but you look at what you made last year and it was only 50000 there's a huge gap there. So what the brain does is, is that too big of a gap? It shuts down. And it's just going to be like overwhelmed, can't do that. So my, my, and it's not the greatest advice, but it's the biggest advice that you can have because big things happen in your life from the small little things. And so if you want to make a radical change in your life and do something absolutely astronomical a year from now, it's just one little thing because I'll, I'll break it down in numbers really quick, just to really make a huge point here. I always tell my clients, like, you got to change 1% a day, just 1% a day, have growth, just 1%. And I'm like, if you do that in one year, compound interest is powerful. You'll change, you know, 30, I think it's 37.6 times growth in one year. Now, I don't know who grows 37.6 times in a year, but the point is, as long as you're making those incremental changes 1% a day, that's how big a change could be. And then next year, you add to that. Next year, you add to that. Or every three months or six months when you master it. I got to thank you for that one, Dr. Vic, because... Guys, you heard it right here. Someone with much more education, much smarter man than me, agrees. Incremental growth. We preach it all the time on The Fallible Man. That is the lifestyle we encourage. Incremental growth is how you build success and how you build onto your goals. Dr. Vic, can I, can I really put you on the spot? Will you Go give me it. three pieces of advice for all my listeners so they can apply right now to start down a path towards their best, best life? So can we use the first one as that? You want me to add three more on top of what I just said? Uh, no, we can start with the first one. So that first, the one I just shared, you know, that's one, but I'll add three other ones on top of that. So one of the things you want to, you know, I talked about the RAS system. I'll give you something you can start right now and look at your, your RAS is all about your values, right? So it's what you value in your life is what you're going to filter. If you want to change your life, change your values and what the, how you can do this. So here's one thing you can do. To understand what your values are at this moment, you have to be brutally honest with yourself because if you really want to change your life, you got to do this. Pay attention to where you spend your time and where you spend your money because those are the two things that we only, we put all, we'll always find time for what we value and we'll always spend money on what we value. It's just what we do. So you want to be look, take a reality check and look at what you've been spending your time with and your money with. And if you don't like where that is, start to change that and put your energy somewhere else. Again, going back to that one little increment change to do that. So if it's like, let's say you catch yourself going, man, I watch Netflix every night, at least an hour and a half. And then, but you're upset because you're not, maybe the relationship isn't going well, or maybe you're not in the physical health you want to go. You okay, you know what? Simple, cut it down a half hour. Use that half hour to go work out. You know, start shifting your energy into other things, but you got to be committed to that. So that, that's one thing that I, could, I would love to share there. The second is to create massive change, especially in a new year. Have a bit, what's the vision of what you want to have in your life? Now, when I say vision, it, it, get, you can have a vision board. You can draw this out. You can write it out in a journal. You can, whatever that is, but put something visually out there. I have mine, my stuff that I, that's really important to me on my computer. It's on my phone so I can see it often, but I practice an art called visualization where you can, you, it's basically just creating a movie in your mind, but you can do this. And when you set the tone for vision, you are telling again, what the mind's eye you have within, if you're gonna hold in your hand, I always say what you can see in the mind's eye, you're gonna train your eyes what to see. And so you're gonna to start to use these other rules of the laws that are already helping you, right? Law of attraction is one of them, law of vibration, law of manifestation, these are all different laws. 
that will help your working with them to create that life of what it is you desire. But you got to envision that with them. The third thing that you can do is start to interconnect with yourself. We do not connect with ourselves. We're the most connected society ever in, in, in civilization, but at the same time as human civilization, but we're the most disconnected we've ever been with our bodies and with our minds. And so simple practices, start to get into your feelings, feel what something feels. Don't think, thinking's okay, it's great. You know, it's helped us evolve to where we are today in this world, but the real power is tapping into your feelings. So what, Pay attention to how something makes you feel. Now, this could be someone you're with, if you're gonna go work out, and it's not like a feeling of like, well, I'm tired, so I don't wanna do this, because I don't feel like it. This is a different feeling. It's like something that makes you feel good. So one of the practices I do, and I share this with entrepreneurs, is that every day what I want you to do is you're going to focus on something that makes you feel really good for 20 seconds to a minute. And this is just a simple practice that you can do and you're just focusing on stuff that's going to raise your elevation. So if you want to feel like, let's say you've been struggling financially or your business is not getting where you want to get to or the relationship isn't where it is or your physical health isn't where it is. There was a point in your life where that was. There was a point where you did something and it created just that. So go back and just remember that feeling, not the what happened, just that feeling. And if you can do that, you can change your vibration. If you change your vibration, it takes time. Everything's incremental changes. If you can change your vibration, that is drastically going to change your life. And now what you've done is you're not forcing changes in your life to create something. You're actually going back and stepping into your power. And when you step into your power, now you can become easier of a magnet to attract it to you rather than you trying to force to go get it into your life. What is next for Dr. Vic? You know, men's eyes. I keep saying your name wrong. I am so sorry, Dr. Vic. You're fine. Don't bother me at all. <laughs> I want to add uh, what's next in my life, in my business, or just in general. What's next for Dr. Vic? So by the time this is re already released, I've been a, I'll be a father for six months. So it's just showing up and being the best freaking representation of what a male figure should be for my daughter starting now because zero to seven, I got seven years to have this hammered out as best as I can. So that's my family style things. But you know, for me, that that's my big thing right now. I mean, I have business stuff and I have all these other visions like, you know, growing my coaching business and helping, you know, having, you know, retreats and all this stuff. But um, that one's a big one. Yeah, I know you have a daughter, so you can definitely relate to me. You have two of them. I have two. Uh, Wow. Yeah. So uh, this is my first child. So it's going to be I'm very stoked, very excited. And it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's going to be a fun journey. And uh, I'm so looking forward to just, she's going to, she's going to, I know she's going to open up my heart and break me down. She's going to be wrapped around her finger and all that good stuff. I can already feel it. Like my wife's there right now at this time of recording, she's 32 weeks pregnant and I'm, it's finally hitting me now. I'm going I'm gonna have a there's gonna be a little one around here I'm like oh my goodness all right cool so that's just all the work I've been doing on myself and trying to be the best person I possibly can be now here's where I have to pay those dividends I'm still going to continue being you know and work in progress but that's one of my big ones you know that's not a that's not a bad focus to be your main focus right children change your life incredibly I know a lot of people who are terrified but I mean my daughters are 10 and 7 and they absolutely changed me and my whole life radically. And it's been amazing. I love every yeah. second of it. Yeah, that's all I keep hearing from all my buddies. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, they're like, you know, some people are like, are you nervous? I'm like, no, I'm not nervous. I'm not worried about anything. I'm just, I'm excited just to be and just soak that up and learn and, and watch them grow. And the beautiful thing is being a chiropractor, especially a pediatric chiro, it's like I get to help them neurologically be the best version they can and watch just keep them at 
the perfection of what they are. And so there's, there's a lot going on with that because I did that for five years, six years. I've helped pregnant women, you know, a lot of things with the medical world said, Mm -hmm. disproved all that. My wife's had an amazing pregnancy. I'm trying to, I'm hoping one day she writes a book on that because the word needs to get out there to educate other women that you can't, morning sickness doesn't have to exist. Pains and discomforts and this and that, it doesn't have to be there. You know, there's certain, there's a criteria that you follow. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with kids, you know, when it comes like, oh, every ear infection, every, you know, with number one reason why they go to pediat, you know, a pediatrician or stuff like that. And it's just like, here I can't now I've talked about it. I've done it for people that are outside my family circle. And now I'm going to do it for my family circle. And so it's just another level of gratitude and appreciation to just for me, just to be a chiropractor and be able to have the knowledge and be able to do that. But I will say, uh, as a lot of my friends say, and I've heard this so many times, even though I know this stuff, when you're a parent, it goes out the door. <laughs> so we'll see if that happens. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's a radical shift in mindset. All the thought you knew, it's like, Huh. I definitely, as I was a youth minister before I had kids and oh, cool. I definitely had some ideas. I also have seven nieces. So I've had some ideas about parenting and some of those ideas have definitely been tested. A lot of those ideas held pretty well, but some of those ideas have definitely been tested along the way. So it's an exciting moment in your life. So congratulations on that. I love the picture of your dog curled up with your wife on Instagram. Yes. Yes. Was it the recent, was it the recent one? I think so. You said uh, your comment was like, I think the dog is aware at this point. He absolutely do pick up on it. uh, When she was first pregnant, he would be a little more attached to her. And I was like, I'm like, honey, he's picking up on your vibes because dogs pick up on energy you can't fool a dog. They pick up on all the energy that's, you know, all this stuff. I always say dogs are way more advanced than humans. And people are like, how dare you say that they're not? And I'm like, I can prove to you just from an energetic standpoint, a dog gets to know, it knows you in like three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. If my dog doesn't like you, you're not making it through the front door. Yeah. It's just what it is. But now he's starting to like cuddle the stomach and you know, all this stuff. And I thought it was just cute. Cause I wasn't here. I was in Florida this weekend, this last week when that was out, but she sent it to me. I was like, I'm gonna put this up there. And she's like, he's literally, she's literally kicking his paw right where his paw is. I was like, Oh, that breaks my, and that breaks my heart. It just makes my heart melt. So Dr. Vic, you have an amazing website. I'm going to add that in here. And that guys, his website will be down in the comments and the show notes on all the platforms. But other than your website, is this the best place, which is empoweryourreality.com? That's where my hub. The, yeah, that's the best. Cause you got right up there. You got all my socials right on top. I got a book on power of visualization. It's like a three page book. It's nothing too extravagant where I share how to utilize visualization, but to back it up with science. And I mean, I get into two studies that will mind blow you. When I talk about like the observer effect and how mind can manipulate matter, I literally get in that one aspect of the muscles of the body. And another one is the actual neur- neurons in your brain from like how your, neur- your your brain adapts and literally just using the mind with that. So I got that, I got all my stuff, my books, podcasts, all that you can find on there. Okay. And you are everywhere. I followed you over on Facebook and Instagram and I know you're on Twitter and you're all over the place. So we will have all those links so people can find you and connect with you and learn more about what you're doing. I'm very excited for your book that's coming out or by the time this airs, will be out. I think you're doing amazing things. It's very exciting for me to speak with, you, you see people talk about vibrations and that kind of stuff on YouTube, right? But to actually connect with a doctor who is looking at this both from a holistic standpoint and a medical standpoint 
and hear you talk about a more holistic approach to healing the body and healing people. It's very exciting to me. I think it will be a huge benefit to my audience. I'm so grateful for you taking the time to be on the show and hang out with us. Thank you for being on the show, Doc. I don't know, man. This was a blast. Awesome. You're an awesome host. Love the questions, man. And this was a joy to be on. So I greatly appreciate you having me on. Guys, as always, be better tomorrow because of what you do today. And we'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.